Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Revelations 9 and to be quite candid with you, I've been thinking I was further along, but it's really because I've just been doing my daily reading and not recording. Um, It's been very challenging for me recently. I've been busy with work, traveling, working late, and getting this recorded has been a challenge. So I've been trying to think about a better way to do this than trying to get it taken care of first thing in the morning. I don't have a great answer yet, but I'll let you know as soon as I figure one out. So let's go ahead and go to God in prayer. And uh, yeah, let's just take care of that. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for all that you've done. You've blessed us mightily. And I'm grateful. I am grateful for who you are and the fact that you love me. You forgive me. And you help me through my day, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. So, Father, I just lift up this time. I lift up this opportunity to hear your voice speak to us through the ages. And I just pray you'd help us understand what we need to know. I just pray, Holy Spirit, for you to give us your wisdom. Give us your guidance. Anything from me, Lord, just remove it. It's not worth a whole lot. So I just pray that you would walk with us and help us to understand more. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to go back and just start with chapter nine or chapter eight and start at verse 13 because it kind of leads right on into this whole, this whole piece. So with that said, let's go. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice. Whoa, Woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because the trumpet blast about to be sounded by the other three angels. There have already been a number of trumpet blasts and they've kind of not been good. They've, the sea has been turned into blood. Um, the water has been destroyed. So what could be coming up next that is worse? Chapter 9, verse 1. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. When he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like the smoke of a gigantic furnace. The sun and sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their forehead. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months, and the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion when it strikes. During those days, people would seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the thundering of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. They had tails with stingers like scorpions, and in their tails they had power to torment people for five months. They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollon, that is, destroyer. So, When you think about that, the people who have God's seal on their foreheads will be spared. 
And when they talk about time, five months, makes you think that the other events happened very quickly. That they just were blink of an eye and the seas were destroyed, the water was destroyed, and people were killed. But that this was going to last some period of time, five months. A time a period a period of time that's seems to be or would be indicated to be a little bit longer than the other ones. The first woe is past, verse twelve. Two other woes are yet to come. The sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the four horns of the golden altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the river Euphrates, and the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. I heard their number. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as surface as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by these three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like snakes having heads with which they inflict injury. So a lot of people that I've read have said, oh, that's everything from helicopters with machine guns, the modern helicopter. You could also say it was a plane, you know, one of our, you know, some jets or whatnot. But the bottom line is, is no one draws very good correlation. There is, you know, good correlation between bullets and, you know, modern warfare of the fire, smoke, and sulfur. Because sulfur is kind of the smell of gunpowder. But the reality is we have no idea what this really represents. The rest of mankind, verse 20, who were not killed by these plagues, still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood. Idols they cannot see or hear. Idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. You see, mankind doesn't like to admit we're wrong. Doesn't like to admit that we're incapable. The difference is here when mankind hits a zenith of knowledge, they don't turn away. They don't turn from there and, and accept God's you know, verdict. Instead, they keep fighting and they don't give up. Whereas with the Tower of Babel, God took and the people fell, the tower fell and the people all changed some of them repented, some didn't, but the reality is, is he sent them all on their way with different languages. Here, none of that occurs. There is no repentance upon the men, no matter what happens, no matter what is inflicted upon them, no matter the death, the agony. Nope. Mankind says, I'm just going to persevere through it, and I know better. It kind of sounds like today, in our world today, we know how to change climate change. No, we don't. We know how the mind works. No, we don't. We don't even know how the body works. But we will not stop saying that we do. I can also say the same thing about me. I know what's best for me. That's why I'm not going to totally relinquish my control of my life, God. 
I'll give you this piece, but not this piece. I can sit there and point to people and say, oh my gosh, look how bad they are. And then I look in the mirror and I realize I'm still holding on to things. I've still not repented. No matter how bad things have gotten at times or how good God has been to me, there's still things I hold on to. And that's what this journey is about. If I could really relinquish all, I would love my neighbors myself instead of thinking what a dumbass as they drive past me and do something what I consider stupid. I would be way more giving. I wouldn't harden my heart to the person standing on the corner and judge their motives. Now, if I really could give over everything, those things wouldn't happen. And I would be able to love God with all my heart and being and my neighbor as myself. So on this journey, it's really about not pointing at other people, but looking within. It's my journey back to God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help me to get there quicker. (laughs) Always the microwave society, isn't it? Lord, I want to be perfect. I want to be kind. I want to be loving. I don't want to give up all the things, but I want those things now. So let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for taking care of us and for opening our hearts and our minds. You're a most gracious God, and I'm thankful for it. I pray that I would repent fully, that I would relinquish all those things that hold me back from you, and that I would truly understand what the power of being your child is, what it really means to live for you, to love you with my whole being, and to love others as myself. So Lord, I just lift up this time, I lift up this day to you, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.